Rising above the bay in the great western ocean to the south are puffy white clouds, clouds not dark enough to forecast rain at any time soon, nor high enough to block the sun that casts its midday autumn light upon the playing field that had been carved from the hillside generations earlier. There on the field, with a gentle sea breeze cooling them, a score of students alternate jerky bursts of speed with sudden stops, their polished wooden mallets glistening as they jockey for position on the reddish surface. All bear white trousers and undertunics, but the undertunics bear green collars and green borders upon the sleeves. Lorne, calls one student as the polished wooden oval skitters from his mallet toward another youth. Thanks! With his dark brown hair in wiry frame, Lorne is neither the largest nor the smallest on the playing field, but he streaks past a defender, his mallet almost lazily precise as it strikes the oval that is weighted unevenly. Lorne slips one way and the oval flashes the other way, yet both Lorne and the oval meet at full speed beyond the defender as Lorne sprints inward and toward the trapezoidal frame in the middle of the circular field of play. His eyes take in the last defender and the smaller red-headed player dashing toward the goal. Lorne smiles and flicks his wrist, calling, Tissel, it's yours! Lorne's mallet strikes the oval, and it skitters over the packed clay toward Tiersel. The small and red-headed Tiersel darts around the taller and more muscular young defender and swings his mallet. The oval spins, but lifts off the clay and accelerates toward the trapezoidal goal. When it strikes to one side of the goal frame, it veers sideways and skids into the net of the opening. Goal! The redhead jumps up in glee. I got by you, Det! That's the last time, Tessel! The tall and heavily muscled blonde student drops his mallet and tackles the redhead, whose polished wooden mallet skids across the smooth red clay as both students lurch toward the ground. Despite Tiersel's struggles, Det handily dumps the smaller youth onto the clay and raises an arm as if to strike Tiersel. Bruggage! Bruggage! Four other youths jump on top of the two who struggle. The dark-haired Lorne is the second to slam into the pile, but the first to put his shoulder and then his elbow into the midsection of the larger Det. Det struggles to take his hands away from the squirming Tiersel to fend off the hidden attack on himself. A low voice whispers in the muscular boy's ear. Don't do it again, Det. Ever. Says who? The bully gets his knees under him and one hand on the clay and starts to elbow his way clear, unsure of who has spoken to him. Snap! Snap! The other students fall away from the larger figure, who bellows, then staggers upright, holding an injured hand, coddling two fingers that have already begun to swell. Barbarians! Sheep-loving swill-drinkers! Det turns toward the students who had piled on. Cards! You just wait! You'll see! Det hurt his hand. Couldn't happen to a better fellow. Bullied enough. Deserved it. Careful. Get you. Even before he rises, 
neither the first nor the last, Lauren slips the polished pair of wooden rods back inside his belt. After he stands, he limps slightly as he walks toward the mallet he abandoned, bending gracefully and scooping it up left-handed. Tearsel, the last to scramble up, quickly extinguishes a grin and avoids looking at the injured debt. That's it! Over here! orders the schoolyard proctor, a tallish man with a pointed goatee and wavy black hair that stands away from his head. All of you, you know the rules. Bruggages are forbidden. The score of students slouch toward the proctor in the columns of the low white stone building behind him. None move to brush away the smears of reddish clay upon their student garments, nor lift their eyes to the shimmering white of the palace that stands farther to the south and which dominates the gradual slope rising from the harbor, nor even to the white.